Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Grand Rising, everyone. It is Chapeau Claudette, a.k.a. Claudette, because I love clouds and looking up. And I know it's been a while, but you can visit me every day at a.k.a. Claudette on Instagram, where I am sharing all that I know as much as I can, but I am still doing the best that I can to keep in touch. So not a lot of you are interested in having a calendar, so I've decided not to do that. I only serve my one-to-one students where they know and they get notifications every day when the moon changes signs. So, and they get it the best way I know how to deliver it is actually to their phone via WhatsApp. So if you would like something like that, but you would already have to have had a Stardust DNA reading from me so that it is more like a learning experience and you can really learn from that. So next, I would like to talk about where the heavenly plans are. Also, also another reason, I just really miss coming on telling you where the heavenly bodies are. And I thought I would make it quite often more often than not. I'm still on the fence about it, but definitely back to once a week. So today I'm here also because it's a very special date for me. It is April the 16th and I'm doing where the planets are at 11.11, which is now, it's 11.12 to be exact, but um, yeah, the program started at 11.11. And we have, of course, Mars at 11 degrees of Capricorn. And do we have any other 11s? No, we've got 16. And 16 is the date today. And 16 is the date that I left my home country, America, 35, 36 years ago. Sorry, 36 years ago to travel to Germany. And I arrived on the 17th, but I left on the 16th. And on the 16th of April, 1990. Five, I left Germany and relocated to the UK and that was 25 years ago today. So why is that so important? <laughs> Coincidentally, I did not plan it that way. And years after both um, instances, I discovered that someone by the name of Charlotte Solomon, Solomon, who was born in the street where I lived in Germany, was born on the 16th of April, 1917, in Berlin, and that we have a lot of things in common. So I've talked about that on a couple of podcasts, and I have an article with links that I will link in this podcast. Actually, I've talked about it in the latest podcast. So this is episode 291 and I talked about it in 290, episode 290. So yeah, how is everybody doing with this pandemic or this new world order where <laughs> every country is locked down 
and probably money will be replaced with cards plastic money um that's my prediction i think that this is a change i think it as could be up to us to see how we work with this change but to use this time of social distancing and self-isolation to give a little time to ourselves and not ourselves by watching tv or you know reading a book even but to think about who are you and you know are you defined by the places that you used to go to the things that you wore your job these kind of things or how do you define yourself if you want a discovery call as a listener to this podcast you need to reach out to me on my instagram is the easiest way aka cloudette or at skyastrology at gmail.com very easy i guess i could put that in the title in the description as well so let's talk about where the heavenly bodies are what's really interesting is that there's a special thing when all the heavenly bodies are on one side of the axis of the south and the north nodes. So we want to be mindful about what that is. So I don't like to predict who I think, what do we know, who knows anything. But we want to be mindful of where, what's happening, okay, without feeling we have to make a prediction, right? So, the axis of the north node to the south node is one degree Gemini, it will be leaving Gemini, and five degrees Sagittarius, it will be leaving Sagittarius soon. And all the heavenly bodies are between Taurus between let's say between Sagittarius and Taurus so let's start with Sagittarius because that's where we had a lot of um, information and that's where you can actually see in the morning sky Jupiter uh, and where you could see the moon in Jupiter because the moon's moved on but the moon was just in Sagittarius where you could see it passing and in the company of Jupiter you couldn't see it in the company of Pluto which it was aligned at 28 degrees and now it's moved on to 29 degrees but know that it is there and also Saturn was in that area it still is it's at the beginning of Capricorn at one degree Mars you should be able to see in the night sky as well in the early morning sorry and that is it's about to set actually and that is at 11 degrees of Capricorn our moon is at 13 degrees of Capricorn and this is the part that I find fascinating so if you have a sky view app I'm gonna look at it now oh I can't I can't look at it now I'm gonna hear tap tap tapping on my phone that where part of the constellation of Aquarius crosses over to Capricorn. And I find that quite interesting. And I believe that it is um, important to note because that is clear that these two signs are interact. And that 
you know, there are no borders in the sky. Some are clearly, you know, pointed out where they're supposed to be, but not always. Some do hold their own space more than others. But in this case, we have, yes, I think it's, well, actually, I'm looking at my Skyview app. It's a couple of days earlier, but this is in the armpit of Sadasud. It's a very popular, very good, uh, strong star of Aquarius. And that is aligned now with our moon. And it's very important to note when the stars are aligned with the moon and also galaxies. Ooh, yeah. So <laughs> I love looking at this Skyview app. And yeah, you, there's lots of different view apps you can get. And feel free to investigate. So actually, I think it's a couple of days earlier, I would have to chart it down. That Aquarius energy is part of the Capricornian energy, okay? And it's very important. I discovered this by, you know, doing natal corrections with clients and students of mine and realized that the Aquarian energy is still very strong with them um, in the time that supposedly, quote unquote, Capricorn in our lunar calendar in our actual astronomical calendar not the western astrology calculations where i believe aquarius starts at the end of january and goes to the end of middle the middle of february and then pisces start no 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 it's totally different here because we have the afukas energy taking space and Sagittarius a very long sign and it all goes very complicated but um yeah that's another story let's go on to what's happening in Aquarius is that Neptune is finally moving out of Aquarius it's at 22 degrees and you know if you've been following this we were it's at 18 it was going back and forth 14 but there's only about 24 ish degrees in Aquarius and it's at 22. Now, I believe it's going to go retrograde again, but it's, you know, near the end, which means it's moved out of Capricorn sharing territory. And so it's about to go into Aquarius. And because it's a slow moving um, planet, I see these as really now embodying the energy of the sky where it has been for all this time. It's gone back and forth, back and forth. So our concept of what is happening in pictures, even um, Neptune has to do with film and photographs and images because it's connected to Pisces, which is connected to dreams and ideas. And also because it's going into Pisces as well. So it's very at home. It's very intuitive. It's at the end of Aquarius where actually the water that the Aquarius is bearing, that is sharing the knowledge, is in. So we can see clearly now that it's 2020 what is actually happening if you have your consciousness open-minded about this what's happening really happening in this um, imaginary 
pandemic in this imaginary world like you know you can make it up it's like a film isn't it it's like all the films i was talking to somebody yesterday it's like these films what we kept 2012 and contain all these images and ideas of films they are we are living them right now so i find that very very uh representative of the energy of neptune carrying on to also what happened last two days mercury's moving fast but the last two days it came conjunct with chiron at 14 degrees of pisces and so if you knew that and if you had your chart your sky then you could maybe tap into what would heal you what is the key which is the symbol of chiron would would be the information to heal you a part of your life not everything unfortunately not like one pill solves all right but you know this is the time in Pisces also with the energy of Pisces to un to start to imagine our dream big dream lucid dream <laughs> manifesting dreams <laughs> how you can you know materialize your dream also definitely in this time of working at home and self oscillation you can use that time to really think what do you want and how would you go about making that possible with what you have, okay, now and the now. And communicating that, use Mercury to talk about that or write about that or write down dreams, write down. A lot of dreams been coming in, a lot of people for me as well. Write all these things down to see. Okay, what's also important is that our sun that has been in Pisces, in the water part of the sky, and near Satus, we include Satus, and even getting close to one of the stars. So it kind of dips in and out of Satus. So I just say it's the energy of Pisces and Satus. And Satus is the sea dragon, and today the sun is at 34 degrees, almost 35, and tomorrow will be 36. And these days, it's the end near the end but also this is the part of the sky that shares energy with Aries and water with Pisces and this Satus you know sea dragon which is kind of part earth the tail is a fish so it's part sea it's in part of the sky called the sea but it has fire in the belly because it is this dragon the sea dragon and this fire, this passion. And I find it a more protective, passionate energy than, say, Aries. And Aries is further away from our ecliptic plane anyway than Pisces is, and especially Satus. So that's what's happening with the sun. And um, actually, up until like seven degrees or eight degrees where Uranus is, Uranus is like really close to Satus, more close closer to Satus than it is to Aries. So even though it's calculated as seven degrees of Aries, because I'm still on, you know, I haven't, I don't want to put a border like mathematically on that because I know the mathematics, the way it is works really well. But I feel that because it is, part of the history because that's where Satus perhaps was in the ecliptic path 
and is the kind of subconscious and is something I don't want to it to manifest in a number. I want to keep with the archetype, keep with the circle, but know the support of the sea dragon, know the support of the satis energy. And then last, but definitely, 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 not least, is our lovely Venus, who was on the fourth of the fourth, and on 2020, which is also a four, <laughs> at six degrees of Taurus, aligned with the Pallades system at the same time that our Jupiter and Pluto were at 28 degrees sharing that space. And oh, I got an incredible amount of energy from that. Really some weird things happened to me. I will do not, you know, want to like not tell you because it was so strange. But normally I would not even tell because it just was weird for me. But, you know, because I know where these heavenly bodies were and it happened at um on the early morning of the fourth at zero zero twenty eight when I looked at the clock I was like you can't make this up you know you know that I all go by numbers and mathematics and so I know how important this Venus is she's at home in Taurus she is at home in this sign in this earth sign of Taurus one of the oldest constellations that uh we know people cavemen even uh followed as uh, is evidence in some caves in southern France. So you can look that up. The um, chart it also marked the Pallades there. So, yeah, that is the end of this where the heavenly bodies are. I'm back, 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 back. And yeah, I'm really open to have more of a conversation with you i hope some new people are joining i want to thank you if you've joined me on instagram i had so many people follow thanks to the water priestess sharing her um discovery of the 13th sign and really moving into understanding it's you know the different energies because it took me years I was the only one talking about it to think, oh, I've got this energy that I never thought because of the calculation from before. But I believe because the new paradigm we're living in, it is a new paradigm, more people are waking up and I'm blessed to be able to be part of their journey. I'm just a reconnector. I've had incredible conversations with people from New Zealand to Aruba. So I want to thank those of you who were open to have a discovery call. I don't have it openly on the site anymore, but you are invited by this podcast. Just feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, show me that you subscribe and tweet or repost about this episode. And I am more than happy to give you a free discovery call, the 30 minutes I kind of do a short natal correction talking about, you know, what Western astrology calculated you to be or even Vedic and where the heavenly bodies actually were you were born and what that actually means as far as transitioning, but also why you may be drawn at all to wanting to know what's happening in the skies above us. Because 
This is not just a language. This is fact. As above, so below. I mean it from the heart, from the mathematics, from the sky looking up and being conscious of the majesty of these traveling wandering stars as they were called in ancient times. The planets were called wandering stars because the other stars did not appear to move like the planets do move through these constellations. Okay, I've talked enough today. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to look at the links. Feel free to wish in your heart happy birthday to Charlotte Solomon who was born on the 16th of April but died at Auschwitz, uh, pregnant with a baby and who was an artist, a young girl who in the place of adversity in her own family, thinking of, um, you know, the fact that she had an abusive relationship in her own family, we are uh, appreciating that she still uh, tried to do the best to live her best life in these times that she lived in and you know seeing that and giving credit and acknowledging those of us who are doing their best perhaps even in a at-home situation that could be difficult for them and we are no acknowledging that it cannot be easy for everyone not just due to their own ability to be with themselves but perhaps and sadly so to be with other people who might be abusive or uh, dangerous in some cases so just keeping it real lots of love from me Reach out to me if you have any questions and have a beautiful moment and a beautiful day. Thank you again, all the people who followed me on Instagram who are really curious. Don't be shy. Slide into my DM. Say hello. If you want a discovery call, please ask and I will send you the link. Okay? Take care of yourselves. Bye. I didn't even have...